Someone I don't know sent $2,000 via Zelle. Is this an accident or a scam? Someone I don't know sent me $2,000 and called me about an hour later. They also requested on Zelle for $2,000 to be sent back. I didn't see it until hours later and I have read that scams like that have happened. Do I let the money sit and let their banks handle and or contact Zelle and my bank and possibly the sender to sort out? Anyone had any similar experiences? P.S. I don't know if this means anything, but it was sent to my savings accounts. Update. I talked to the bank. They have opened up a claim. Let's see where it goes from there, but it is expected the money will be debited within 10 business days and not directly given back to the sender immediately. So the answer. Yep, this is 100% a scam. Have the bank deal with it. Because this is like this is a very common scam. It's a very common scam. And I believe a lot of banks actually warn people of this of like random Zelle requests or like deposits and all that kind of stuff. I think banks actually warn about this situation. Like it's sketchy and it's similar to like a PayPal scam where they basically send money to you. But then immediately request to send you, like, to have the money sent back, right? So you end up sending real money back to them, right? Without you actually ever being deposited their money and typically causing, like, a situation where they basically are able to collect your $2,000 without there ever actually being $2,000 actually deposited into your actual account. I guess basically a way for them to pretty much steal like $2,000 from your account, free of charge, basically. So, like, I don't want to know, like, I don't know the exact process of it and how it truly works. I just know it's a very common, and I just know that this is a common thing that scammers end up doing. So just be careful, be safe, obviously talk to the bank like you have been, and anyone in the situation, talk to the bank, because this is a sketchy situation, and you don't want to be screwed over. So make certain that your bank knows like, hey, I don't know what's going on with this Zelle situation. I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know who it is. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they're trying to get it back immediately. Like what is going on? Please help me. Please tell me what's going on. I'm afraid that this is someone that's trying to scam me or something. Like I don't know what's going on here. So please help me deal with this. Because again, a bank wants to deal with this and like nip it in the butt like right away because they don't want these scams happening to their customers, to their clients that they have in their bank. Like no bank wants that, right? So keep that in mind. So it's going to be very interesting to see what potentially happens with this. If someone has ever dealt with this, feel free to give their thoughts on it down below as well. Because this is a sketchy situation and people have been scammed before like this for a decent amount of money. Feel free to become a member, support this in the description. Check out 40 to master your money, personal finance lessons, personal finance courses. Contact us with your personal finance question or story.
Chase is insisting that a fraudulent charge is valid on my credit card. I am very frustrated. Several months ago, there was a $327 fraudulent charge on my Chase card. I called them to dispute it and they removed it and sent new cards. A month later, they put it back on my new card statement saying the charge was valid. The only information that Chase could give was a company name INVY Constructions from Barranquilla, Colombia, and the card was used in person with the chip. I was in Barranquilla at the time of the charge, and the card was in my possession. However, I hardly ever used the card in person and only used it at a department store called Falabella and Viva Colombia Airlines. Both charges were below $50 US. They keep reopening the case after I call and complain, then they send a new letter days later saying the charge with valid without any receipt, address of the company, or even items supposedly purchased. They are currently reopening the chase well case a third time now. And this has been going on for months. Is there anything I can do at this point? Thanks so much in advance. So the answer to this situation is, it comes down to how much trouble is it worth it to you? If Chase keeps opening your case and keeps determining that it's a valid purchase, you will most likely never win. Also given by the fact that you were actually physically in that area and you were making purchases with the card with the chip. And so they don't really understand like how, well basically no one would really understand like how could there be like a $300 plus purchase that's not legitimate if it was used by a card in person in that situation down there. So you can go with another company in the future due to this whole fiasco. If in fact you did not make that purchase, you did not make that charge, you could go with another company in the future and just tell them what happened and they're like, hey, you know, can you ensure me that like you guys have like really good service when it comes to something like this, when it comes to fraudulent charges. But if you have money in savings, it would be better to just not sweat and rethink about traveling to that specific location again because it is possible that you know like it's very highly unlikely given the circumstances that it was actually a fraudulent charge but it is possible that perhaps one of the places that you shopped at double charged you under a different company name and basically did something like really weird with this stuff and basically, you know, charge you and like, because like they could probably, you know, maybe like double chipped your card, but you basically had you pay for it twice without you really thinking about it or noticing it. So they might've charged you twice. One was like a legitimate thing. And the other one might've been for that $350 roughly cost of it, whatever it would have been. So that is possible potentially, right? I'm not saying that's the case. I'm not saying that it was a fraudulent charge or if it wasn't a fraudulent charge. I'm saying there is a small possibility that 
you did get screwed over in person. So feel free to become a member to support this kind of content in the description. Check out 40 boxcom to master your money, personal finance lessons, personal finance courses. Contact us with your personal finance questions or story. The car dealership is screwing me over. I took delivery of my car. A week later, my dealership is asking me to run my credit report again and redo because the loan application never made it to corporate. I just got a really weird call from my dealership. They need me to let them run credit check again because when they did it the first time, they apparently finalized the deal without properly obtaining approval from the car's corporate office, who is the direct lender. The corporate apparently requires credit score pulled from a different credit bureau than the other than the one that they actually pulled. So even though I put down my big down payment and signed the finance term sheet outlining the month's taxes and payment on the amount financed, the dealership says it needs to retroactively run my loan application again. I've never heard of this. What is my recourse here? I don't think they are allowed to hard pull my credit twice. The contract says dealership has 10 days to cancel the contract. I suppose they could exercise that option and take back delivery. But do I have to let them run my credit again? Of course, I would not let them bait and switch me with a different interest rate. I'd rather let them take back the car, which I doubt they want to do. But can they do this? So the answer to this situation, this is most likely a situation where they are trying to get you to end up spending more money per month or end up trying to blow smoke up your rear for some other purpose that I don't know. The best thing to do would probably be to be like, hey, we agreed on a deal, either cancel the deal and give me my money back and take the car or stick with the original deal, but you will have to come get the car. I'm too busy to come back to the dealership and I will not be buying a car from you guys again if you were to take this car back after breaking the agreement we had. And I would make this like very, very blunt and clear to them. Like, hey, we made a deal. I signed the paperwork. We agreed on everything. You told me this is exactly what I'm going to be paying. And so that's what we went with. If you're trying to get me to go back to pay more per month because you guys screwed up, that's on you, not on me. So deal with it. And if you want to take the car back, take the car back because I'm not going to be doing any further, like further or future business with you ever again because I know that you cannot stick with a deal that you agreed to, right? Because you basically, you want to be respectful, but basically be like, hey, I can't trust you guys, period now, because I can't even trust you guys when we sign paperwork together. <laughs> like when I went to your dealership to get this deal done, like I can't trust you guys. 
right? Because every time I'm going to possibly buy something from you guys, I'll be dealing with this in my mind. Be like, hey, are they going to try to screw me over, right? So you make it very clear to them in a respectful way. Be like, hey, it's fine if you want to cancel this thing and just take the car. Go ahead and do that, but give me my money back. And I'm going to go someplace else to buy a car. I'm never going to come back to you guys ever again. And I'm not going to recommend you guys to anyone that I know because of what you guys did by not agreeing, well, basically screwing over a deal that you guys actually agreed to with me, right? So that's what I would do. I think that's the best thing that anyone should do in that situation. Be like, fine, take it, right? Give me my money back. And basically shove it up your butt, right? Because I don't like this situation at all, right? Like, to me, this is just like a shady dealership kind of like situation where like, you know, they're kind of like, you know, basically trying to screw you over. That's the way I see it. Because typically new cars, they make such little margins anyways that they're really trying to get people in the car to basically just move inventory, right? Because dealerships and car companies typically make more money by just moving inventory or by basically selling pre-owned cars for a better profit, right? But the whole point of, you know, basically brand new cars is to get people inside the door, right? But either way, I don't like this whole situation. I feel pretty sketched out in this whole situation, right? Like anyone would. So that's, this is the best thing that I could pretty much recommend. And you got to think about it too, right? Think about it from their perspective. Since now, you probably bought, like, you know, you probably originally bought a brand new car is what I'm assuming, right? And someone in this situation, right? You probably bought a brand new car from the dealership at like an agreed amount for a brand new car. If they take that car back, it is a pre-owned car now. It is a used car now, which means the value of that car is already diminished by a few thousand dollars just because it is now pre-owned. So no matter what, this isn't a great situation for the dealership as well because for them to even like, – like most likely they will not take the car back, right? Because they know it's going to be harder for them to actually sell it because it's now pre-owned. So – Keep that in mind as well. They probably won't do that. They're probably just like if you basically tell them like straight up like, hey, you know, give me my money back, take the car back on your dime because I'm not driving it. I'm not t like spending my time to go back over there. Just take it, give me my money back, and I'll never do business with you again. If you put it that way, they probably would just basically eat the cost, eat the loss, basically. Due to their own screw up because they don't want to necessarily lose you as a customer and they don't really want the reputation ruined as well. A lot of these big dealerships tend to prefer a higher reputation rating than basically a small loss in like a deal because they know having a better reputation and better look from the community will in turn make them more money down the road. Feel free to become a member. Support this in the description of this episode. Check out 40inbox.com to master your money, personal finance lessons, personal finance courses. Contact us with your personal finance question or story. Feel free to give your thoughts about this situation. Do you think they're trying to screw this person over or not? I personally think that they're trying to screw this person over. That might not be the case, but either way, 
this is a lose-lose situation for this dealership because they're most likely going to lose business with this person. They're most likely going to lose future business with a, their potential friends or family members. And they're going to lose their reputation because they basically are not... Basically, they're basically screwing over the person that they originally agreed to a specific deal, right? So that's a very sketchy situation. That's a very uncool situation, but it can. It's just going to be bad, right? So most likely, what will happen is if you are basically stern with them, be like, "No, you're not going to do this. Either take the card back, give me my money, or you know." Deal with it, right? Eat the loss, eat the cost, right? And just keep it simple because they basically shot themselves in the